0: Welcome to the Revelation Podcast and welcome to the Savage Viewpoint. The Savage Viewpoint is available on Rumble and on YouTube. It is at Patmos Channel. Patmos Channel. And for those who are listening to the audio by Spotify, Apple, or even Anchor, You can see the visual of this presentation either at YouTube, at Patmo's channel, or at Rumble. And let me quickly just point out that since yesterday, I decided to go off Facebook. And I'm no longer on Twitter, nor am I on Instagram. As a patriot, I decided to take against these tyranny big tech companies that want to silence our free speech. So I am no longer on those platforms, and I'm on other platforms. I am on Parler, and so once Parler gets going, I'll go ahead and put more content as well. As of right now, I'm on MeWe, and I am at Rumble. Those are two places that I am right now. I'm still on YouTube and eventually I might get to the point where I'll be completely off of YouTube. But I think it's a good neutral ground to be on because there are still people out there that is uncertain of what's going on. They're not sure what to think. They don't know who is right or who is wrong. And I pray to God that you happen to find this audio. And hopefully that this can be a help to you. And what I want everyone to do when they are listening or seeing this is to do your own research. Conduct your own research. And for those that can hear but not see, I recommend to give a visual of this presentation. Now, today what I like to do is I like to read a book by William Guy Carr. And the name of the book is The Conspiracy, the conspiracy to destroy all existing governments and Regents that is what I would like to read for us and what I will end up doing is I will end up talking about William Guy just a little bit and then I'll take you at the end of this book The Conspiracy so you can kind of see who he is and what he did And then I will go through the book called The Conspiracy. And it's really a short book. It's a 23-page book. And it gives a good overview of what the Illuminati is. Now, I'm not some kid in the basement that's just going to post up pictures and point out, this is Illuminati, da-da-da-da. Now, I'm not going to do any of that. What I'm going to do is even better, is I am going to point out facts about the Illuminati. And throughout the conspiracy by William Guy Carr, I'm going to provide you a pretty good timeline on how things developed and what happened. And as you're listening to this, I will encourage you to ask yourselves, uh, what is going on right now? With what we read about in the past from William Guy Carr is something that we are seeing right now. All right, to start off in this presentation, the first place I would like to go is to the Wikipedia page. I would like to begin there so that we can see that this guy did exist. And, of course, Wikipedia is run by the communist left. And they're going to interpret this as this guy is sort of anti-Semite and that he's against the Jews. Well, I believe that this guy was a born-again Christian. And if you're a born-again Christian, you're not going to be against God's people, the Jews. Now, not all people of the Jews are God's people in Revelation Jesus called the Jews a synagogue of Satan. And of course these Jews were ones that rejected him and his followers. All right, on to the Wikipedia page. All right, you can see right here William Guy Carr. He was born June 2nd, 1895, and he died October 2nd, 1959. He was a born English in Canada. He was a naval officer. He was a naval officer, author, conspiracy theorist, and people have accused him for being anti Semite. Now, about conspiracy theorists, remember that it was the government that coined the label conspiracy theory. They did that because people were questioning the Kennedy assassination. Now that people are questioning the government of being interdimensional demonic pedophiles, the government has labeled them as Q conspirators. Now, Q conspirators are not really conservatives. They are more of a combination of Hinduism with right-wing ideology. I mean, a great example of the Buffalo guy. The Buffalo guy is part of Q. He is a New Age spiritist. Over on his Twitter site, you can see him claim to be a servant of God. And a shaman. But for those that know the Bible should know that Jesus says no one can serve two masters. Either, he's got, either they got to serve him or this world. There is no in between. And when people say, I'm a servant of God and I'm a shaman. Well, they're actually working for the devil and they just don't know it yet. Well, onward to William Guy Carr. As you can see, you could begin to look in Wikipedia to get some basic information about him. And he has written some books. Um, The one that I encourage is called Pawns in the Game. You can see that he has written Pawns in the Game. And maybe someday I'll kind of go through that book over an audio. Now the one that we will be looking at is the conspiracy. As you can see he did that right here. The conspiracy destroy all existing governments. The conspiracy destroy all existing governments. And right now the communists are trying to destroy the United States. The United States is standing in the way of the communist totalitarian takeover. And I believe eventually the Antichrist will rise through that. Because communism is Luciferian doctrine. It's just that it's been repackaged. It's also been repackaged into fascism, Roman Catholicism, Islam, and whatever ism you could think of. Those are just repackages of Satan's doctrine. Now, let us go to the conspiracy. You all existing governments. And where I will begin is I'll begin at the end of the book. At the end of the book tells a little bit more about William Guy Carr. About the author. Commander's Cars' last two works are now coming forth posthumously. The first and smallest of these is this work. They deal with the international conspiracy and are based upon investigations and studies, which have taken them into nearly every country in the world. Carr, has had an outstanding naval career. His deep background in history and geopolitics, coupled with a penetrating mind, made effective his relentless attempt to trace events back to their source and concepts forward, to their ultimate conclusion. The conspiracy is not for the politically naive rather the product of former universal training or not. It is for those who are already aware that there is a downward slide of our Western civilization under a variety of influences which play in concert beyond what could be expected by mere chance. In writing for such men, Carr displays none of the vindictiveness that characterizes some who profess patriotic leanings, Carl counsels love and patience. He says, you will be judged by the effort you put into the work, not by the results you obtain. You don't have to make yourself a pest. Use patience instead of a club. Use reason instead of abuse. Be kind and considerate instead of pugnacious and aggressive. Start people thinking and then let them feel that they thought the matter out themselves. No wonder Carr's books have been so well received. Some have gone through many printings. Though deceased, one may easily imagine him as being busily engaged in the cause of truth in his present estate. That the conspiracy has ever aimed to see one government established over the world whose powers they could then usurp. This is quite different from the single government which most Christians are awaiting to be created by the Lord. The conspirators have a comprehensive philosophy concerning mankind. They are aware that God created this earth and introduced us here through a method of birth which deprived us of personal knowing of a previous existence. He then adored us with an intellect which could receive inspiration from both good and evil sources. Thus, with a free will bestowed upon him, man was in a position to be tested on this earth as his body put the decisions of his mind into actions toward positive or negative goals great career has been taken by the conspirators to ensure that their existence and plans are not revealed through secret oaths, ridicule and murder, the true doctrine is to be revealed only after their organization has achieved the despotic supremacy let me pause one moment I think my thing might shut off here by accident Oh, I'm still going nice, I think Nice. Anyhow, let's see. Great care has been taken by the conspirators to ensure that their existence and plans are not revealed through secret oaths, ridicule, murder. The true doctrine is to be revealed only after the organization has achieved the Spock supremacy. Here it is revealed a bold and diabolical conspiracy intending to defraud man of his God-given freedom through deceit, horror, and force. The masses are to be flattered with whatever lavish praise and extravagant promises will appeal to them, but understanding the opposite of what we promise may be done afterwards that is of no consequences. From the grave, Carl's voice speaks, Mail or distribute copies of this issue to everyone you can think of. It's marvelous the results that are obtained when a few copies fall into good hands. He was ever confident that truth would be victorious. Now, about the book. Those who find it difficult to accept the fact that the United States is a target of a political and economic conspiracies are not ready for this book, which deals with the conspiracy on a much higher level. The average man is not acquainted with the history and documentation involved. Also, it has not yet been brought home to him at, that the powers of evils are as real as the powers of God. In this book, the reader is exposed to Professor Robinson's publish of Secret Documents, and many later disclosures, he is then quickly carried through history by the author who follows the thread of conspiracy through time. Now, about that, before I can continue on, I could kind of show you that the document that he's talking about by Professor Robinson's proof of conspiracy does exist. Like the conspiracy which we're seeing right now, it's a PDF file that you can get for free. And also, let me point that out really quick. Right here, let's see if I could get it. Do I have it? Let's see. Mm-hmm. If I could pull it up. Let's see, I'm gonna to show you. There is that, let's see. Mm. Well, I know it is up. Maybe later I will show it to prove it. Now, as you can see right here, he's written other books as well. And I point out that he's written pawns in the game. And... To give you an idea, the timeline for his book. The Conspiracy was written in 1958. So it was written definitely right after World War II. And that's when he wrote the book, The Conspiracy. And as you can see right here, I've kind of poured up pawns in the game. And recently I've been kind of going over it again, just to kind of get a clarity of what's happening. It's good to read this every now and then to kind of get a refresher, to kind of understand what's all taking place. As you can see right here. Conspiracy published in 1960 and it was written in 1958. And as we can see, he passed away in 1959. So it was this book was published in 1960, so it was published right after he passed on. So let us go ahead and jump right in to the conspiracy. Mm-hmm. All right. Actually, let's go back up a little bit. All right. All right. In 1796, John Robinson, Professor of Human Philosophy and Secretary of the Royal Society, Edinburgh, Scotland, published documents would have been entrusted to his care by members of Ysup's Illuminati, which, while he had been touring Europe prior to the outbreak of the French Revolution in 1789. Robinson was a high-degree mason. It was for this reason he had been entrusted with the secret documents. He had them in his possession for a considerable time before he read them. When have finished, he realized they were a copy of Weissau's revised version of the age-old Luciferian conspiracy and an explanation of how he intended to use the members of the Order and sect of the Illuminati to drive it through to its final goal, which is control of the First World Government, to be established and the imposition of the Luciferian ideology upon human race by despotic Satanism. John Robinson, publication was entitled "Proof of Conspiracy to Destroy All Religions and Governments in Europe." The information contained in it simply confirmed what the Bavarian government had published under the title "The Original Writings Protocols of the Order." and sect of the Illuminati in seventeen eighty six and what Zwick had also published under the title of any original plan to use original skifting. The Bervian government sent copies of Wisep's plan to use his recently organized Illuminati to destroy all existing governments and religions to all the heads of church and state prior to the outbreak of the French Revolution in 1789. But the warning was ignored. The fact that the Illuminati have had the power to maintain their identity and intention to enslave the human race, body, mind, and soul as a secret has enabled the conspirators to develop the conspiracy to its semi-final stage. The purpose of this article is to tell how the conspiracy was developed since 1798 to the present time. Of course, the present time refers to 1958 when Carr lived and written this book. But you can also think even today. We also expose the details of the blueprint drawn up by General Albert Pike, 1850 to 1886, to carry it to its conclusion. Weissart was professor of canon law in Ingolstadt University when he revised and modernized the age-old Lucifer conspiracy to prevent the human race from establishing God's plan for the rule of creation upon this earth, so they could ultimately impose the Luciferian ideology upon the Goyim. Goyim is a reference to human cattle. Basically, Goyim refers to others and not them. By means of Satanic despotism, from 1770 to 1776, He was financed by the newly organized House of Rothschild in exactly the same way as those who direct the Illuminized activities today are financed by the tax-free foundations for that purpose by such multi-millionaires as the Rockefellers, Carnegie's, and Ford's. The Berevian Government Discover Weisop's conspiracy when, in 1786, God struck one of his couriers dead by a stroke of lightning as he rolled through Ratisbon on his way to Paris. The police found a copy of the revised version of the conspiracy in the transit to members of Weisop's Illuminati, who had been charged with the responsibility of fomenting the Great French Revolution. This first major project lead to the ultimate destruction of all governments and religions, was scheduled to break out in 1789. Weiss's plan is extremely simple. He organized the Illuminati and then formed the Grand Orient Lodges to infiltrate the Illuminati into blue or European masonry, using the lodges as their secret headquarters Thus, the conspiracists could operate under the cloak of philanthropy. Weisop never intended that any, ex- any, except spe- specially selected masons from the higher degrees should learn the full secret. Only those known to have defected completely from Almighty God were initiated into the higher degrees of the Grand Orient Lodges and told that the Illuminati were a secret organization with the order dedicated the cause of forming a one-world government. In some form, the powers of which they intended to serve so they could impose their ideology upon mankind, the worship of Lucifer. Weisop stated this action would ensure permanent peace and prosperity. Only initiates into the final degree were permitted to know that the Lucifer ideology was to be opposed on the human race by Satan, despotism. As will be proved, only adepts of the final degree are initiated as higher priests of the synagogue of Satan. They worship Lucifer as opposed to our God, whom they name Adonai. The plan the Illuminati put into effect is to use monetary and sex bribery to place influential people under their control. They then use them to further the Illuminati's secrets plans. Youths belonging to well-bred families with international leanings are also selected and sent to private schools, where the Illuminists indoctrinate them with international ideas and train them so they qualify to fill positions in politics and religions as specialists, experts, and advisors. The alumni then use the wealth, power, and influence of the members to place their agentur in key positions behind the scenes of all governments, financial, industrial, educational, and religious activity. They then mold policy so that it fits in with the loose frame plan, promote wars and revolutions on an ever increasing scale. WISAP's stipulated that the Illuminati should organize, finance, direct, and control communism, Nazism, and political Zionism to facilitate the Illuminati's task of dividing the world population into opposing camps in ever increasing numbers. This policy of self elimination was continued until only communism and Christian remained as world powers. When this stage of the conspiracy is reached, the Illuminati are to provoke the greatest social catalysm the world has ever known, and the goyim controlled by atheistic communists and those who profess Christianity are to be kept fighting until they have slaughtered each other by the tens of millions. It is during these world wars that the devil reaps his richest harvest in soul. This wholesale slaughter is to continue while the Illuminati, their millionaire friends, Scientists and agents relax in safety and luxury in pre-established self-contained sanctuaries. Examples, Southern Florida, the West Indies, and Islands of the Caribbean Seas. Until both sides have been literally bled white and become absolutely exhausted physically and economically. They will then have no alternative but to accept a one-world government as their only hope. The Illuminati will then usurp the powers of that government, and crown their leader, king, despot of the entire world. Then, and not until then, the synagogue of Satan, who always have and do now control all subversive organizations, will by universal manifestations make known to the Goyim. For the first time, the true light of the pure doctrine of the Luciferian doctrine impose the Luciferian ideology upon what remains of the human race by means of satanic despotism. Thus, we see that the issue is not temporal and materialistic as those who direct the conspiracy would have us believe. We are involved in a continuation of the Luciferian revolt against the supreme power and authority of Almighty God, whom the in name Adonai. We are taught about the infinite goodness of our God, but we are kept in ignorance of the fact that Luciferian revolt started in the celestial world we call heaven, because Lucifer challenged the supremacy of Adonai on the grounds that his plans for the rule of the universe was weak and impractical, because it was based on the premise that all lesser beings could be educated into knowing him, loving him, and serving him out of respect for his infinite perfection. Lucifer claimed that the only way to rule the entire universe is to establish a totalitarian dictatorship and enforce the will of the dictator. With absolute despotism, the word universe, as used by those who have accepted the Lucifer ideology in this and other celestial worlds, means the totality of existing things, including the earth the heavenly or celestial bodies, and all else throughout space. One cannot understand this all-important subject unless he knows the whole truth. We must know the Luciferian ideology as, well, as the scriptural history of the struggle which has gone on through the ages of time in this, and other worlds between God and Lucifer decide which plan for the rule of creation will finally be put into effect unless we know the whole truth we cannot decide by our god-given talents of an intellect and free will rather we wish to accept god's plan and love serve and obey him for all eternity or literally go to the devil in other words lucifer the purpose of those who direct the lucifer conspiracy is to prevent the masses the goyim the human cattle of knowing the whole truth, because they know that if we did, we would automatically accept God's plan. The Luciferians, therefore, rely upon their ability to lie to and deceive those they plan to enslave by mind and soul into believing anything but the truth. That is the reason Christ referred to the synagogue of Satan, who direct the Luciferian conspiracy, Upon the earth as sons of the devil, whose lusts ye shall do. He was a murderer from the beginning. He knows not the truth because the truth is not in him. We must also remember that the words synagogue of Satan do not, repeat not, mean the Jews, because Christ also made perfectly clear that synagogue of Satan are those who call themselves Jews but are not and do lie. The synagogue of Satan is composed of men and women of many nationalities, which have their origin in Cain, Eve's son. My knowledge of Luciferian career has been acquired by reading all the literature I could obtain dealing with the subject, and by reading and studying translations of the writings of His Eminence, Carl E. Rodriguez, Cardinal of Santiago, Chile. I pass on that knowledge in order that you may decide the issue one way or the other. The Luciferian Creed teaches that Lucifer was the brightest and most intelligent of the heavenly hosts. His power and influence was so great that when he challenged the power and supremacy of God, or Adonai, he caused a vast number of higher ranks of celestial beings to defect from God and join him. Among these was Satan, the eldest son of Adani. According to Luciferian belief, St. Michael, the archangel, is Satan's brother and the younger son of Adam. The Luciferian teaches the myth that St. Michael defeated those who had espoused the Luciferian cause in heaven. This started the eternal intimacy between Satan and St. Michael. According to the Luciferian teachings, hell is a word used to designate the celestial world to which God banished Lucifer and the more intelligent of the celestial beings who had followed him of their own free will, according to Luciferian creed, God Adonai decided to give those creatures he considered had been deceived into joining the Luciferian revolt another chance. He therefore created other worlds, including this Earth, and inhabited them with the less guilty who defected from him in heaven at the time of the revolt. He made them in his own image, and likeness inasmuch as they were bodies, infused with the spiritual light of sanctifying grace. In appearance, they looked the same as Christ, when he permitted Peter, James, and John to see him transfigure. God introduced these fallen angels to the new worlds by a method of birth, which deprived them of personal knowledge of their previous existence. He told them, however, with an intellect and gave them the use of a free will. Their minds were so constructed that they could receive inspirations from the celestial world, both from those who remained faithful to God and those who had joined the Luciferian cause. Those on trial are intended to sort out these inspirations by using their intellect. The body must put the decisions of the mind into action. All body action must be either positive or negative. Every bodily action is recorded in the Book of Life. The individual just decides his eternal future. By bodily actions, he proves he has accepted God's plan for the rule of the universe or Lucifer's plan. The results are either good or evil. According to the Luciferian Creed, Luciferian made Satan prince of this world at the time of its creation. His task was to cause our first parents to defect from God, Adonai and to prevent their progeny from establishing His plan for the rule of creation upon the earth. This creed also teaches that God walked in the Garden of Eden, otherwise Paris, without parents instructing them regarding His plan and His way of life. Up to this point, there appears no great difference between the teachings of the Luciferian Creed and the Holy Scriptures. The difference began to appear from the time Satan arrived on the scene. The Luciferian Creed teaches to initiates of the lower degrees of the New Paladinian rites, as organized by Albert Pike. Of which, Albert Pike. Of which, more later. That God Adonai is a jealous and selfish God. He withheld from our first parents knowledge of the pleasures of sexual intercourse, the secret of procreation because he wished to reserve these pleasures for himself. This is, of course, the lie. God simply postponed on making his will regarding procreation known to our first parents until he thoroughly tested their honesty, integrity, and obedience to make sure they were reliable enough to be entrusted with the secret and worthy enough to perform the holy and sacred function which would give others a chance to accept God's plan for the rule of creation. Those initiated into the new paladin are told that Satan bestowed the greatest possible benefiction upon the human race when he initiated Eve into the pleasure of sexual intercourse. Thus making known to her the secret of procreation. The Holy Scripture tells us that Satan caused her to disobey God. Of the tree of nons thou shalt not eat. But I promised her that if she accepted his Advances. Both she and Adam be made equal in power to God and never known death. In other words, Satan introduced Eve to the Lysivarian ideology regarding sex and sexual relations. Carnal, which are diametric opposed to God's intentions, the act of procreation was to be performed by one man and one woman, united for life in the bonds of matrimony. The ritual was to be performed in strict privacy. The love play was to be based on mutual expressions of joy, appreciation, devotion, and gratitude, each shown for the other. The climate was to be reached by the spiritual desire of both parties to promote God's plan for the habitation of the world by creating another being who would grow up to love, honor, and obey God so as to live happily with Him forever. Satan's conquest of Eve was an entirely different matter as it is reenacted in the ritual of the Adonicide Mass, Black Mass. According to the ritual in this Mass, Satan's love play was calculated to arouse the animal passions in Eve for the point when the gratification of the sexual urge overcame all other considerations. He taught her to be voluptuous instead of modest and restrained, to be promiscuous instead of constant to her spouse, to engage in perversions and indulge in excesses instead of moderation. According to Satanism, it is perfectly normal to use any medium to gratify the sexual urge, regardless whether it be animal or human. The Babylon Talmud, based on the Kabbalistic teachings of the promoters of the Luciferian conspiracy, teaches, it is perfectly proper for a man to use children as young as three years of age to satisfy his diabolical animal passions. The Luciferian creed claims Cain was born as a result of the union between Satan and Eve. Knowing these horrors regarding sex are according to the Luciferian ideology, we can recognize the Satanic influence which inspires such ideas. But it is hard to understand how ministers of Christian denominations can expound the following theories regarding the Marriage Act. Recently, we read in church publications which voiced the opinions of the leaders of two different denominations that it's perfectly right and proper for a marriage couple to engage in sexual intercourse anywhere convenient, at any time, including the menstrual period, and in any position providing. The act uh, terminates in the way which permits of conception. After reading this abominable advice was concluded, the authors had undoubtedly kept their vows of celibacy. There is a vast difference between sexual indulgence for the sake of merely gratifying animal passions and the holy, sacred relation entered into by a man with his wife, who is and remains pure in body, mind, and soul. Gratifying pleasure is gross, aggressive, often perverted and sadistic. The act of love and affection performed between a man and his wife in love with one another is a holy and sacred witcher, which is truly termed a sacrament. Under the influence of the Illuminati's propaganda, far too many individuals have entered the marriage contract for the purpose of legalizing sexual relations. Many marriages are nothing but legalized prostitution still more marriages are marriages of convenience is of any wonder then that we humans are born with this stain of original sin we are conceived in sin because the act of procreation is not in accordance with the will of god but in keeping with the perversion introduced by satan when he seduced eve God, in his anger with our first parents, withdrew the light of sanctifying grace from their bodies. Because of their sin, they were reduced from the status of immortals to mortals and were condemned to suffer privations, physical suffering, sickness, and death. But God, in his mercy and goodness, through his beloved Son, Jesus Christ, gave us another chance to reject the Luciferian ideology as taught by Satanists and accept his plan for the rule of creation. If what we explain is not the truth, then why does the Roman Catholic Church put such great importance on the dogma of the Immaculate Conception of Mary, the mother of Jesus Christ? The Roman Catholic faith requires all its members to believe that Mary is the only human being born without the stain of original sin because she conceived of the Holy Ghost in accordance with God's plan for the process of procreation. If Satan had used a perverted version of the sexual relationship to wean Adam and Eve, away from God, then why is it advent of Christ and still immaculate themselves in order to prove that they reject sex as introduced to the human race in its perverted form by Satan? The Skopsi believe that only by emasculating themselves they can devote themselves one hundred percent to the service of Almighty God and establish of his plan for the rule of creation upon the earth. The we scoff at ministers and priests of the Christians who are afraid to emasculate them so they can render perfect service to Almighty God. Christ's apostles were often asked by those who wished to become their disciples if self-emmasculate was mandatory. St. Matthew deals with this very dedicated question in chapter 10, verses 7-12. through 12. Verse 12 reads, For there are eunuchs which remain eunuchs of men, and there be eunuchs which have made themselves eunuchs for the kingdom of heaven's sake. He who is able to receive it, let him receive it. Dealing with the same subject, St. Paul told his followers that it is better for human beings to renounce sexual relations as based on the perverted version of sexual relation. separates many human beings from Almighty God that cause Thessalonians, chapter 4, verse 1 through 7, to be written into the Holy Scriptures. Brethren, even as you have learned from us how you ought to walk and to please God, as indeed you are walking, we beseech and extort you in the Lord Jesus to make even greater progress. For you know that the precepts I have given you to you by the Lord Jesus, for this is the will of God, your sanctification and you abstain from immorality, that every one of you learn how to possess his vessel in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles, Luciferians, or Satanists, who do not know God. For God has not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness in Christ Jesus our Lord. It is on this premise that St. Augustine has based his opinion that it was a perversion of the sexual relationship, as intended by Almighty God, coupled with disobedience by Adam and Eve, and to His law and revealed plan for the rule of creation, aggravated by a display of lack of faith in His perfections and infinite goodness, which constitutes original sin. Once this great truth is accepted and understood, it is a simple matter to understand how the continued Luciferian conspiracy has been developed on this earth. For the purpose of enslaving the survivors of the human race body mind and soul it also explains the current flood of sex appeal by radio tv pornographic pictures lewd displays of the female figure sexy song presley rhythm rock and roll voltaire wrote that in order to lead the masses into new subjection the alumni must lie to them like the devil himself not timidly or for a time omen, but boldly and always. He told his fellow Lunas, we must make them lavish promises and use extravagant phrases. The opposite of what we promise may be done afterwards that is of no consequences. It is on the premise that a human being can't indulge in, can't indulge his sexual desires and serve God efficiently. That causes the Roman Catholic Church to fire those who seek holy orders to take. The vow of chastising and celibacy, but most revealing of all, is the fact that the knowledge of the terrible and tremendous influence sex as taught by Satanism has over the lives of his adepts that some men who have been admitted as high priests of the Luciferian creed have emasculated themselves or the doctors to emasculate them to prevent, se- prevent sexual consideration interfering with their determination to establish the Luciferian totalitarian dictatorship upon this earth. According to reliable sources of information, Kodar is one such person. One of America's leading magazines, late in 1956, published a story of how Kadar took over in Hungary and put an end to the abortive uprising. The author claimed Kadar had been emasculated by his enemies while in their custody. That statement is a lie. Kadar was castrated by his own physician at his own request. He wished to become a perfect adept of the Luciferian cause. Kadar is such a fanatic that, after he had suppressed the Hungarian revolt, he ordered 45,000 Hungarian youths who had been taken prisoners to be emasculated. He then sent them to special camps where they had been trained to become agenter of the Illuminae to be used to develop the Luciferian conspiracy in its final phrase. This is all very horrible, but true. NBN stated in 1956 that the Hungarian revolt had been organized by the Illuminati outside Hungary and that its purpose was to test out in actual practice the feasibility of Pike's plan to broke the final social catalysism between people controlled by atheistic communists and those who profess Christianity. Evidence since received proofs we were absolutely correct in our contentions. The Luciferian Creed teaches that the Luciferian conspiracy advanced at such a pace that God decided to send St. Michael on earth in the form of Jesus Christ to halt the conspiracy and rout those who comprise the synagogue of Satan. It also teaches that St. Michael, who they thought was Christ, failed in his mission. Pike built up the ceremonial of the Adoniside Mass around the seduction of Eve by Satan, the Luciferian victory over Christ, and his death at the instigation of the Illuminati. Didn't come to redeem us by setting us free from the bonds of Satan, with which we are bound. He told us Satan had obtained control over all those in high places in government, religion, the science and social services, his birth, and his stable proves to us that if we were to wish to establish God's plan for the rule of creation upon this earth, we must start at the bottom to educate the majority of mankind. Christ made it blunt and clear that it was hopeless and useless to even try to start at the top. Acceptance of this lesson will create a spiritual revolution. Price also told us that there is only one way to end the Luciferian conspiracy and that is to teach the whole truth concerning it to the people of all nations. He assured us that if we made the truth generally known explain explained to the masses that the Luciferian ideology requires our absolute enslavement, body, mind, and soul, the reaction will be such that public opinion would become a greater force and they could control. Weissup and Pike both admit this truth. They insist that any Illuminati executive so much as suspected of defecting must be executed as a traitor. Weissup and Pike both admit this truth. They insist that defecting must be executed as a traitor. Weissup wrote that if one man was allowed to divulge their secret, Their plans could be set back 3,000 years or ended completely. This is very consoling information. It is to carry out this mandate as given to us by Christ. Then we tell how YSAP used Thomas Jefferson to transfer the revised version of the Luciferian conspiracy to America. Jefferson was among the financiers, politicians, economists, scientists, industrials, Professing men and religious leaders who accept the idea that one-world government directed by men of brains, luminous, was the only way to end wars and revolutions. Jefferson was so high in the executive councils of the Illumini that he secretly had their insignia inscribed upon the back of the Great Seal of America, a readiness for a day they would take over the government. The information will shock a great number of American citizens. So we will quote authentic documents. Let's see, authentic documents and historical events, knowledge which had been carefully withheld from the general public in Canada and the USA. 1789. John Robinson, himself a high mason, confirmed that the Illuminati had infiltrated into American Masonic lodges. July 19, 1798. David A. Papon, president of Harvard University, warned the graduating class regarding the influence Illuminati was having on American politics and religion. We wonder what he would have to say about Harvard itself if he were alive today. Thanksgiving Day, 1789, Jediak Morse preached against Illuminism. He warned his congregation and the people of the United States that Illuminists cover their true purpose by infiltrating into Masonic lodges and hiding their subversive acts and intentions under the cloak of philanthropy. 1799, John Cotes Aug exposed the fact that Illuminists in New England were indefatigably Engage in destroying religion and government in America under feigned regard for their safety. 1800. John Quincy Adams opposed Jefferson for the presidency of the United States. Adams had organized the New England Messon Lodges. He wrote three letters to Colonel William L. Stone, exposing Jefferson's subversive acti- <coughs> activities. The information contained in these letters is credited with Anthony Adam Adams to win the election. The letters refer to our or were on exhibition in the Rittenhouse Square Library, of Philadelphia. 1800, Captain William Moore took upon himself the duty of informing other Masons how and why the Illuminati were using their lodges for subversive purposes. The Illuminati delegated one of their members, Richard Howard, to execute Moore as a traitor. Morgan tried to escape to Canada. Canada, He failed. Avery Allen made an affidavit and swore that he had heard Richard Howe report to a meeting of Ninth Templar in St. John's Hall, New York, how he had completed his mission to execute Morgan successfully. Arrangements had been made to ship Howard back to Liverpool, England. Masonic records prove that as a result of this incident, thousands of masons seceded from the northern jurisdiction. 1829. An English luminous name, Fanny Wright lectured to a carefully select group of luminists in the new Masonic temple in New York. She explained the lucifer ideology regarding free love and sexual liberty. She also informed the American luminists it was intended to organize and finance atheistic communists her purpose of furthering their own secret plans. And the ambition among those who helped put this phase of the Lucerian conspiracy into effect were Clinton Roosevelt, a direct ancestor of FDR Roosevelt, Horace Greeley, and Charles Dada. 1834. To cover up their their real purpose, the above-name organized the local focal party. 1835. They changed the name to the Whig Party and used it to raise the funds and to finance Mordecai Mark Levi, also Karl Marx. While he wrote the Communist Manifesto and Kapital in Soho, London, England, both these publications were written under direct supervision of the Illuminati. They were designed to enable the Illuminati to organize atheistic communism as required by Adam Weiss's plan in 1776. 1834, the Illumini appointed Gossip Mazzini in their director of political action. This title was covered up for the office of director of revolutionary activities. Leon de Poncian's, on page 65, confirms what I have published in this regard in Pawns in the Game and Red Fog Over America. That Mazzini was in close contact with and directed the revolutionary activities of leaders located throughout the entire world. Mazzini met Albert Pike, General Albert Pike, shortly after President Jefferson Davis had disbanded his Indian auxiliary troops on account of atrocities they had committed under the cloak of war. Pike was toiletry minded and ready to agree to join the Illuminati. 1850, at the age of 41, Albert Pike infiltrated Freemasonry and was initiated into the Western Star Lodge in Little Rock, Arkansas, backed by the Illuminati. His rise within masonry was phenomenal. 1859, on January 2nd, Pike was elected Sovereign Grand Commander of the Supreme Council of the Southern Jurisdiction of USA. He came in close in contact with adept of the Luciferian Creed named Moses Holbrook, who was Sovereign Commander of the Supreme Council of Charleston, South Carolina. Together they worked out the ritual for a modernized version of the Luciferian Black Mass, which is based in Kabbalistic teachings. Then Holbrook died and Pike introduced the Adonacide Mass to be used by those who have been admitted into the full secret and the final degree of the new Pahodan rites. The ritual of the Adonacide Mass requires the celebrant to initiate the priestess who plays the part of Eve and the pleasures of sex as taught to Eve by Satan. Thus Satan's victory over Eve is perpetrated and those present are reminded how sex is still used to cause those they were wished to control to defect from God also. The ritual also requires the immolation of a victim, human, animal, or fowl. The sacred offer offered to Lucifer to commemorate the synagogue of Satan's victory over Christ. The blood of the victim is passed around and sipped by those present, then parts of the flesh are eaten. This is done to ridicule Christ for telling us that he who eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood will have eternal life. No, Chicago police are still investigating three such ritual murders. The celebrant also desecrates and defiles a host consecrated by a priest of the Roman Catholic Church. This act is performed to prove to those present that God, Adon, is not supreme. It also indicates the termination of those present to destroy all other religions. No. Just recently, Agent Church of the Illuminati stole the tabernacle out of a Roman Catholic church in New Jersey to obtain consecrated hosts. All Adonai Masses terminate in an orgy, eating, drinking, and sexual indulgence. Pike ruled that in order for an adept of the highest degrees to be complete control of his passions, which leads so many hearts astray, thou must use women often and without passion. Thou wilt thus become masters of thy desires, and thou wilt enchant women. Pike also wrote, The lodges of brotherhood, brothers, which failed to annex a lodge of sisters for their common use, is incomplete. See page 570 of La Femme et la France Comune by A.C. de la Rive, which deals women into paladina rights. Wilma Moneste died after being used as a priestess at the Adonisai Mass. She had taken part in a sexual marathon. She died of an overdose of drugs, administered to stimulate the sexual appetite, and from physical exhaustion. Her body was found on a beach near Naples in Italy. The scandal involved high officials of both church and state in Italy. Because of his diligence in the Luciferian cause, Pike was elected Sovereign Pontiff of Universal Freemasonry. As such, he was assisted by ten ancients of the Supreme Lodge of the Grand Orient of Charleston, South Carolina. Working in the mansion he built in Little Rock, Arkansas, 1840, he drew up the blueprint for the final stages of the Luciferian conspiracy. As we will prove later, the final social calism is to be between the masses controlled by atheist communists and by the masses which adhere to the Christian religion. It is this diabolical plan which justifies the definition of the word goyim to mean human cattle, being prepared for the slaughter. In order to put this diabolically inspired plot into effect, Pike organized the new Paladinian rights. He ordered Manzini to establish supreme councils in Rome and Berlin to work in cooperation with the headquarters he had established in Charleston, South Carolina. The supreme council in Rome was to direct political action. The one in Berlin was to be the dogmatic directory. The three supreme councils were to direct the subversive activities of the twenty other councils Pike organized in strategic locations North America, South America, Europe, Asia, Africa, and Oceania. No, it was executive members of these councils who flew to Georgia to attend the secret meetings held in the King and Prince Hotel at St. Lyman's, Simon's on February 14th to 17th, 1957 as reported in the May issue of NBN. To prove that, the full secret is only made known to those who qualify for initiation in the final degree of the Palladonian Rite, which makes them members of the Great White Lodge and High Priest of the Luciferian Creed. We will quote a letter written by Manzini to Dr. Rendenstein before he was made adept of the final rite. He wrote, Reformed associate brothers in all points of the globe, we wish to break every yoke, yet there is one that is unseen that can be hardly felt, yet that weighs on us. Whence comes it? Where is it? No one knows, or at least no one tells. This association is secret even to us, the veterans of secret societies. In order to be able to provoke the final social catalysm between socialism and Christians, Pike had to put Illuminists in control of the Vatican's political policies. To enable the Illumini to infiltrate into the Vatican, Pike ordered Mazzini to build up an anti-Vatican atmosphere in Europe until, as we know, the lives of all within the Vatican were threatened. Then Carl Rothschild, the son of Mayor Anselm Rothschild, who financed YSU's organization of the Illumini, intervened on behalf of the Vatican on the grounds that he wished to prevent unnecessary bloodshed. Thus, when the highest members of Illumini won the gratitude and appreciation of the Pope and Vatican officials. He then placed agent of Illumini within the Vatican as experts and advisors of financial politi- finance and politics. Thus, they made good why says both when he wrote, we will infiltrate into that place, the Vatican, and once inside we will never come out. We will bore from within until it remains nothing but an empty shell. Since the Illuminati infiltrate into the Vatican, those who directed the Luciferian conspiracy have fom- fomented two world wars, which divide Christendom into opposing armies. Christians of all denominations blew each other off the face of this earth by the millions. The net result is a masses controlled by atheistic communism are now equal in strength to what remains of Christendom. What has happened today is strictly in accordance with Weisart's revision of the Luciferian Conspiracy. How it has happened is strictly in keeping with the blueprint of action drawn up by Albert Pike, 1850 to 1886, in his mansion in Little Rock, Arkansas. The secret archives of the Vatican are more complete than any other in this world. What a difference there would have been in the pages of history if the Illumina had not had the power of imposing a conspiracy of science upon all governments, political and religious. I have many letters from Paris who have lived in Rome and studied in the Vatican. They give a wealth of evidence to prove that the Holy Father is little better than a prisoner within the Vatican in the same way that the President of the United States is a prisoner within the White House the Queen of England prisoner in Buckingham Palace and crucified a prisoner within the Kremlin. Only once in recent years has the constant surveillance maintained over the Pope been relaxed. That was when His Holiness was thought to be a death's door. We are told he had sunk so low that only a modern man could have given him the strength to summon an official he knew he could trust. He ordered his official to send out an appeal and ask all Catholics to pray for the silent church. Pike restricted initiation into the new Paladinian right to men and women who have been proved to have defect from God and sold their souls to Satan in return for material process and carnal pleasures. But this, such is the cunning and guile of those who control the synagogue of Satan that not even members of the new Paladinian Rite are admitted to the full secret until they have been tested further. The manner in which the Great White Lodge, the high priest of Lucifer and maintained their secret was fully illustrated when another act of God caused top-secret documents issued by Pike to fall into hands others than intended. mazin died in 1872. Pike picked Adrian and to succeed him as director of political action. Lemaitre had been initiated in the New Paladin Right, he was a worshiper of Satan. Pike instructed him in the full secret. He explained that Lucifer is the only god other than Adonai, and that the ultimate purpose of the continuing conspiracy is to impose the Lucifer ideology upon mankind. The facts surrounding this incitement were disclosed by Marguerite's book, Adrenaline Lemmy, Chef Supreme Death, France Masons, the fact that only the few initiated in the highest degree of the Paladin rites are in possession of the full secret was proven again when Pike found it necessary to issue the following letters of instruction to those luminous he had selected to direct the activities of the 23 councils he had established throughout the world. A copy of this letter dated data, July 14, 1889, also got astray. It is quoted by A.C. Deliver on page 587 La Femme et les Frances dans la France Macron We quote, that which, that which we must say to the crowd is we worship God, but it is the God that one adores without superstition. The Messiah religion should be all by Allah's initiates of the high degrees, maintain the purity of the Luciferian doctrine. If Lucifer were not God, would I whose deeds prove his cruelty, pervity, and hatred of men, barbarianism and repulsion for science, would I and his priests calumniate him? Yes. Lucifer is God. And fortunately is also God. For the eternal law is that there is no light without shade, no beauty without ugliness, no white without black, but the absolute can only exist as two gods. Thus, the doctrine of Satan as a heresy is a true and pure. Philosophical religion is a belief of Lucifer, the equal of Adani, but Lucifer, god of light and god of good, is struggling for humanity against Adoni, the god of darkness and evil. History proves since 1776 the conspiracy has been Develop exactly as up intended, simply because those who direct it have been able to maintain a secrecy regarding their ultimate intention to enslave what remains of the human race, body, mind, and soul. We will, we will reveal... We will now reveal the plans... The Illuminati attend to follow from now to the end. Both Weissab and Pike required that political Zionism be organized, financed, and controlled by Illuminati so it could be used, first, to create a sovereign state in which they, the Illuminati would crown their leader, King Despot of the entire universe. And secondly, to enable Illuminati to foment World War III. Political Zionism was organized by Hersey, 1897. Can any person still able to exercise his God-given intellect deny that this part of the plot isn't being developed right now? In the middle in the near and middle east. If we permit World War III to break out, Zionism and the Muslim world will be wiped out. And the remaining nations are eliminated as world powers, then only atheistic communism and Christianity will remain standing between the Illuminati and their goal. And look, Pike wrote to Nazim, August 15, 1871. He explains what is to happen when World War III has ended. A copy of this letter is, or was, in the library of the Britain Imperial Museum, London, England. We, the Illuminati, shall unleash the Catholicism, which in all its horror will show clearly to the nations the effects of absolute atheism, origin of savagery, and of the most bloody terminal. Then everywhere the citizens obliged to defend themselves against the world minority or revolutionaries will exterminate those destroyers of civilization and the multitude this moment without compass anxious for an ideal but without knowing where to render its adoration will receive the true light through the universal manifestations of the pure doctrine of lucifer about falling out in the public view, a manifestation which will result from the general reactionary movement which will follow the destruction of Christianity and atheism, both conquered and exterminated at the same time. If any person still doubts the truth, let me tell that person that His Eminence Cardinal E. Rodriguez of Chile tried to warn both Catholics and Masons of their pending fate in 1925. When FDR Roosevelt was elected President of the United States of America, he was so sure the conspiracy would reach its final goal during his lifetime that in 1933 he had the Illuminati insignia, which Jefferson secretly had embossed on the back of the American Great Seal, printed on the back of American dollar bills. This was notified Illuminati throughout the world that the Illuminati are now in absolute control of American finance, politics, and the social sciences. Roosevelt called this the New Deal. Roosevelt, foreign policy, built up atheistic communism until it was equal in strength in every way to that of Christendom. He was so confident he would be the first king despot that he had the audacity in 1942 to tell Winston Churchill, the time has come when the British Empire must be dissolved in the interests of world peace. This instance took place in Valentine Harbour, Newfoundland, when they first met to discuss NATO. To what kind of peace did Roosevelt refer? Peace under and dictatorships. What he meant. We will now show how the Illuminati infiltrated into the British royal household. Since 1942, Lois Montanban has been the power behind the throne in Britain. Under his influence and direction, India and several other parts of the British Empire have gained the independence. This is a polite way of saying they have seceded from British crown. What the public thought was wishful thinking on Rosa's part is rapidly becoming an accomplished fact. Rosa knew what the Illuminati had planned. His slip of the tongue when talking to Churchill proves the truth of the old saying. When drink is in, the truth will out." The fact remains that the British Empire, in less than 50 years, has been reduced from the greatest power on earth to a third-class part: power. Britain's queen is married to Admiral Mount Banton's nephew, Philip, was adopted by the admiral when a young boy. Everyone knows that Prince Philip had extremely liberal views and opinions. Very few know he was privately educated at his uncle's instigation at Gorstan, Scotland by Dr. Kurt Hahn and Illuminist Hitler kicked out of Germany. Dr. Hahn is an unquestioning editor of the Illuminati in Germany. He served on the executive committee on the Communist Party, but he is not an atheist. He directed the Communist policy in Germany so that it enabled the Illuminati to foment World War II. Take him away, you wish. The fact remains, he is a fully informed, highly trained, experienced suburb of School is only One of three he has established in accordance with Ysut's plan for the Illuminati to indoctrinate and train youth of well-bred families with international leanings to be agent of the Illuminati. The other two schools Dr. Kurt Hahn established are located in Salem, Germany, and Antifa, Greece. We want to make it absolutely clear the NBM does not repeat, not say that youth so trained the purpose of for which they are being trained, E. H. was one youth, so trained, he came to a very sticky end, so do many of the others, they are just pawns in the game. Queen Elizabeth II is also head of the Protestant church in England, obviously because of forces beyond her control. Canon C.E. Raven has been appointed spiritual advisor to the royal household. The canon has been married three times. His servant's wife professed to be an atheist. She was publicized as a heroine of the French resistance movement. One thing is certain since this appointment was made, Her Majesty has never made reference to God Almighty in her Christmas messages to her people. But most significantly, in her last address, she used the jargon of the Illuminati and said, the chain reaction of powers of light to illuminate the new age, new world order ahead of us. Such is the power of those who direct the that. They instructed another of their agent her to celebrate Elizabeth's accession to the throne by having this German born Canadian artist alter the photo of Her Majesty and prove to be used on Canadian banknotes. Han Claire concealed the face of Satan in her hairdo of the Queen. In Illuminati symbolism, this meant. We now have the ear of the Queen. Our agents are so close to her person, she doesn't even suspect their presence. MPM brought this outrage to the attention of the Canadian House of Commons, the O Mr. John Blackmore PM, and as a result, new plates were made and new banknotes issued. We have tried to inform the Queen, husband, of the true purpose of the Illumina, but so far without success. since Roosevelt died, American foreign policy and that of the UNO has been decided by the luminous on the Council of Foreign Relations, who occupy the Harold Pratt Building in New York. This headquarters of international intrigue was provided and is financed by the Rockefellers, Ford, and Carnegie Tax-Free Foundation. Since the turn of the century, the Rockefellers have taken over direction of the continuing conspiracy from the Rothschild. The foreign policy has been contained communism not to destroy its international communism, has to be kept equal in strength to the whole of Christianity. Otherwise, Pike's diabolical plan for the final social capitalism cannot be put into effect. It is this policy which explains why MacArthur was allowed to destroy communism during war, Korean War. It was this policy that caused the UN to demand that Britain and France withdraw their troops when they landed in Suez with the firm intent of putting an end to national service activities and. Egypt and the Middle East, when Mark Arthur persisted in his intention and destroyed communism, he was fired. When Nathan Eden went troops into Egypt, he also was fired. For what? Insolvenation to those who direct the Illuminati? Since Jefferson's time, the citizens of the USA have gradually been conditioned for the day when the Illuminati decide to take over. The exact same thing has been going on in Canada. We will know the hour of subjugation has arrived when the president of the United States of America and the prime minister can declare a state of emergency and set up military dictatorship at the pretense that suggests actions necessary to protect the people from communist aggression. The communist parties in both our countries are being contained because the Illumina intend to use them to bring about the state of the emergency. The FBI and the RCMP could, in 40 hours, clean out every communist and every other kind of type of subverts, if permitted to do so. The heads of the FBI and the RCMP know who are the secret powers. Only the general support of the public will free them from the chains which, which they, like the rest of us, are bound. When the communists are ordered to revolt, they will be allowed to run wild as they were in Russia until they have murdered everybody whose names are on the aluminized liquidation list. Then the agenture of the Illuminati will appear upon the scene and take over control under the pretense they are the saviors of the people. Lenin boasted, When the time arrives, the United States will fall into our the Illumini's hands, like overripe fruit, the plan by which the Illuminati intend to take over from the commons completed. The personnel have been selected to carry out the details of the plan. They are being trained in the building in Chicago known as 1313, E 63. Street. It is located on property belonging to the University of Chicago. This aluminous Training Center is financed by the same foundations that financed the Council of Foreign Relations in New York. The Illuminums engaged in this project call themselves the Public Administration Services <coughs> They pretend to prove the civic government and social services. In reality, they train select Selected agenture to occupy key position all levels of civic government. Graduate of the public administration services have already been placed as specialists, experts and advisors by alumni with the following associations. The policy of those who direct the public administration services in 1313 is to get agents to train under them appointed as city managers. The city managers then appointed other graduates of 1313 as heads of the various civic departments. These, in turn, bring in others trained in 1313 until they have control of the municipal government at the top. They pretend they work in interest of efficiency. What they do, in actual fact, is assert the powers of the elaborate. Dade County and Miami and Chicago are already controlled by graduates for 1313. In case of Miami, it was necessary that this control be established immediately. Southern is one won the sanctuaries of the Luminati. They must be in position to bring their friends into that sanctuary and exclude from it those whom they have no use if and when a state merchant is declared. Luminists in Chicago and Miami control the civic administration, not the people. Within the walls of thirteen thirteen, agentary Illuminati are being trained. How they are taken over municipal governments and the state parliaments, a subject of Goyim human profit. When ordered to do so, they are told how the people sent to save the masses from further per- persecutions at the hands of communists. They are taught how to lead the masses from the communist oppression and place them under new subjection by the Illuminati. That ladies and gentlemen, is the setup. If you wish to become a better informed about 1313, send for a closer up. CEO, Time for the Truth Press PO Box 2223, Palm Beach, USA. On side note of that, I'm not sure if that exists anymore. And the only thing I can say about that is that best thing to do is to look it up and find out yourself. Or I might find out later. Our purpose in writing this article is to prove that the Illuminati was organized by Weissop to direct the Luciferian conspiracy to its final goal, to prove that Illuminati is controlled at the top by the synagogue of Satan. The SOS, in turn, is controlled, led by a few who are, in actual fact, the high priests of the Luciferian Creed, also known as the Great White Lodge. We have also tried to prove that the hidden purpose. Of the Luciferian hierarchy is to prevent us establishing God's plan for the rule of creation upon this earth, in order to prevent God's will being done here as it is in heaven, their objective is to oppose the Luciferian doctrine upon mankind, and enforce their adicts by Satan despotism. For purposes of deception, they refer to Luciferian totalitarian dictatorship as the new world the new order. The Lucifer ideology requires the new order shall consist of two classes governors and slaves. The ruler and his governors will consist of the high priests of the Luciferian creed, their Illuminati and top level agentor, a few millionaires, scientists, economists, and professional men who have proved themselves devoted to Luciferian cause, with sufficient police and soldiers to enforce obedience upon the Goyan. All other human beings are to be reduced to one common level by interbreeding white, blacks, yellows, and reds. The mongrelization of the human race is to be speedily accomplished by artificial insemination. Women will be scientifically selected and used as human incubators. They will be made pregnant with semen taken from specifically selected males. The birth rates will be strictly limited to the requirement of the states. As it is written, the Illuminous will plan. After we obtain control, the very name of God will be erased from the lexicon of life. In the jargon of Illuminati, this means the scientifically applied psychopolitics brainwashing will be used to obliterate from the minds of the human slaves all knowledge of Almighty God. The Illuminous intend to make zombies of all those for whom they do not have special use. Let me issue this final warning. Wars, regardless of whether they be called aggressive or preventive revolutions, regardless of whether or not they be called counter-revolutions, racial intolerance, religious intolerance, racial religious bigotry, and persecution and hatred will not provide a solution to our problem. Only by making the whole Truth known will we put an end to the Luciferian conspiracy upon this earth. If we continue to keep silence because of the risks involved, the Luciferian conspiracy will progress to the final social catalyst when the Goyim, with the use of atomic bombs and nerve gas, will slaughter each other by the tens of millions, while the Illumini and their friends bask in the luxury on the sunny beaches of their sanctuaries. Those who wish to stand up and be counted as for God and against Lucifer don't need arms. They don't need money. All they need is set forth clearly in the scriptures, reading Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 through 17. Brethren, be strengthened in the Lord and His power. Put on the armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but is against principalities and the powers against the rulers of this darkness, against the spiritual fortress and weakness on high. Therefore, take up the armor of God, that you may resist in the evil day and stand in all things perfect. Stand therefore, having girded your loins with truth and put on the breastplate of justice, having your feet shod with the readiness of the gospel of peace, and all things take up the shield of faith, with which you may be able to quench all the fiery darts of the most wicked one. And take unto you the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit. That is the word of God. Could anything be plainer or clearer? The only people we should hate are those of the synagogue of Satan. They are wolves in sheep's clothing. Those are the ones Christ hated and exposed. If we break the conspiracy of science, if we insist that our elected representatives stop knowing playing politics and getting to work and establish God's plan for the rule of creation on this earth, then God will intervene on behalf of those who prove they wish to be of his elect. The issue is up to us. It is we who must make decision. If we sincerely wish to live for all eternity, known to God's plan, then the only way we can prove our sincerity is to work to put His plan into operation on the earth. God's plan is detailed in the Holy Scriptures. It is in accordance with the United Nations Charter or the ideas founded by the One Worlders. Mail or distribute copies of this issue to everyone you can think of. It is marvelous the results that are obtained when a few copies fall into good hands. If you believe that we have explained, then it is your duty to pass this knowledge on to as many others as you can contact. Some few will accept the knowledge and truth. Others will reject it. This is not your concern. You will be judged by the effort you put into the work, not by the results you obtain. You don't have to make yourself a pest. Use patience instead of a club. Use reason instead of abuse. Be kind and considerate instead of pugnacious and aggressive. Start people thinking and let them feel they thought the matter out themselves. Those who serve the alumni devote every waking hour to further their cause. Can we, if we wish, to earn our eternal reward? Do less. We need the cooperation of the clergy of all religions, which teach Belief in God other than Lucifer. We particularly need the active interest of all ministers of the Christian religion. If we can persuade them to lift the lid and break the conspiracy of silency and tell the whole truth to their congregation, the Illuminati will not be able to proceed with their plan to form at World War III. And the final social the order the ordained priests of God assume a great responsibility when they accept holy orders. Regardless of what the consequences may be, they are in duty and honor, bound to tell the members of their flocks the whole truth. If they don't leave their charges innocent victims of those who seek possession of their moral souls. In conclusion, I ask the 400 billion Catholics scattered throughout the world this question. If what I explain in this article is not the truth, Why do you recite the following prayer after every low mass? Holy St. Michael, Archangel, defend us in the day of battle. Be our safeguard against the snares and wickedness of the devil. May God rebuke him. We humbly pray and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God thrust down to hell, Satan, and all wicked spirits who wander through this world seeking the ruins of souls. Either what we tell you regarding the Luciferian conspiracy is the truth, or else the words of those above prayer are nonsense. I know who composes great prayer. I have told you why he composes. I feel certain God is ready to heed our prayers just as soon as we prove by actions we are worthy of his intervention. All right. I came to the end of this. And I will... There is a link at the bottom of this so you could read it for yourself. And that's it, just read it for yourself and pass it along to others. Let me go and say this that there are two things that I don't agree with him on. Number one, he says that you don't need arms. You do need arms. You know, arm yourself if you can. And there's nothing wrong with owning a gun. Remember what Jesus said. He says, if you got to sell your cloak to get a sword, then get a sword. And in this day and age, if you got to go get a gun, then go get a gun. You know, the New World Order is going to happen eventually, but I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon. Henry Kissinger says that the only way the New World Order can cover across the world is this, is when the United States joins them. The United States is in the way, and right now the United States will not join them. I think for the United States to join the new world order is going to be when the Antichrist is revealed, and I believe whoever the president or the leader of this country is, He or she will hand over the authority to the Antichrist. The Antichrist has not been revealed yet. We don't know if he has existed yet, if he's been born, or whatever. We don't know. I mean, we'll know. I mean, if you study the Bible, you'll know when he will exist. You know, God, Jesus is perfectly clear that. The end will not come until the gospel is preached to all nations. And God knows when that will be. And the signs will be obvious, just like the change of seasons. We know when summer's coming. We know when spring's coming because we see things and we feel things. And so when the Antichrist is revealed, we will know. When the Antichrist is revealed, that's when we could say, okay, the end is coming. For all we know, is we are either at the beginning of the birth pains or are in the birth pains. Then the tribulation will come. Now, what I like to do is I like to kind of just give you guys a little brief timeline on the Illuminati. Oh, not there. All right, right here. It's a short timeline. You can look at the www.liveabout.com The alumni History This kind just kind of The timeline Right here Because 1773 Adam Weissab becomes Professor of Canyon Law at the University of English, that unusual honor for A lay person And then And then 1776 Taking the name of brother Spartacus forms for a secret policy let me pause right there let's see had a little malfunction with technology technology is good when it's working the way we want it to work okay all right, I'm back. In 1776, Adam Weisott takes the name Brother Spartacus. Weisott forms a secret society called the Order of the Illuminati. So 17, May, I think it was in May, May 76, the Illuminati begins. And this kind of gives you a timeline, and if you have a chance to check it out. You know, it's kind of worth the, to get an idea of all that has happened all right well we have come to the end of this and i look forward to sharing of what i know so that we could be more aware of what is going on the end